Welcome to This is the Author, where authors talk about narrating their audiobooks. Today in the studio. Hi, this is Jan Chosen Bay's MD. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be fun. What planted this seed for this book was beginning to see children who were obese and beginning to see type 2 diabetes in children, which in the entirety of my training in pediatrics, we had never seen before. And so I realized we had a very serious problem. Also, what planted the seed or inspired me was doing mindful eating myself for decades and enjoying it so much and then finding that when I did classes or workshops on mindful eating, people really enjoyed it a lot themselves and also they had a lot of insights about their behaviors and were freed from kinds of prisons that they had put themselves in around eating. And that was um, very exciting to watch that happening. Narrating the audiobook was easier than I expected. I think meditation practice helps a lot so that if I made a mistake or needed to repeat something, I didn't hold on to it at all. That was one interesting discovery because in meditation you always try to leave what just happened, let go of it, repeatedly let go, and just keep moving on with the flow. And I felt that narrating was actually a flow and was not stressful or particularly tiring at all. What's surprising about the experience, this is always true, when I write books, I don't read them afterwards. If I have to give a book reading then I do read a little bit. But in terms of reading it through from beginning to end, I don't do that. It's kind of a finished product, and I move on to the next one because the books are circling like airplanes in my mind. They're nudging me once I finish one book. It's like writing a term paper. I go, okay, I'm never writing another book again, and that lasts for about two days. And then another one starts circling to land, and i just compelled to start working on the next one at the end of writing a book, is very tedious, just going over it again and again and again and a hundred times reading what you wrote, and you begin to think, what idiot wrote this book? This is horrible. Nobody's going to read this. And so you, you need a little space from the book. And so then I find, after a couple of years, if I do an audio book, I'm actually kind of impressed. I go, wow, this is not bad. You know, who wrote this? I don't remember writing this then I'm kind of pleased. Oh, I'm glad this somehow came out of me, and it is helpful in the world. Oh, did I have any trouble pronouncing any words when I was reading? Actually, no, because I'm reading my own words and a lot of medical terms, but of course I know them because I'm a doctor. But where I found I had trouble is if there were several words in a row that were alliterative, so they began like with the same consonant, I had to be careful to move my lips in a slightly exaggerated way so that I would not slur the words or stumble over the words. And also, I realized that if my eyes slipped slightly ahead, then that would make me stumble. On the other hand, you have to slip ahead because you have to know what's coming so you know how to phrase things. So that was an interesting practice for me. Well, I think reading through the book, I didn't realize how much information I had packed into it. 
it's really packed with a lot of research information and interesting stories. And I guess I hope that that will be exciting for people and interesting for people. That it's not a a thin book, you know, a book where you read it and you think, okay, I've read that book, I'm not going to read it again. But that it will be a book that people will go back to because they remember something and go back and look it up. Therefore, an index is very important. I do not like books without an index. So I'm very glad we have one in this book. If I wasn't going to record my audio book, I would cast... Well, the first person that comes to mind is somebody who's not famous but is well-known in the Zen world. Her name is Pat Enkyo O'Hara, and she has a beautiful voice, and she used to teach literature, composition, and writing in New York City, and now she's a full-time Zen teacher. And I just really enjoy her voice, and she has a sense of humor, which I think is really important, too, that you don't read deadpan, but if you're reading something that's funny then you have a little humor in your voice, which she would. My father was a professor of library science, and the whole family read. And we would go to where he taught at State University of New York and just read while we were waiting for him. Our entire house was jam-packed with books, including overdue books, you know, like the shoemakers, children or missing shoes. Well, we had tons of overdue books. And my mother had to make a rule, no reading at the table. So we couldn't have a book under the table and surreptitiously read. And these days, of course, she would be appalled by cell phones and forbid them at the table. My sister read every book in the house a couple of times and then read the entire encyclopedia and then finished by reading the dictionary because there was nothing left. So I loved being in libraries. It felt like home. I loved the fact there were always more books to read. It was just a wonderful environment to grow up in. I still love books. I love audiobooks, and I love holding books in my hand. So I do listen to audiobooks. When I used to have long commutes, like 45-minute commutes or an over-an-hour commute, I would listen to audiobooks. My husband loves audiobooks. And often he will get me interested in a book that he's listening to. We listened to What Einstein Told His Cook, I think it's called. And that was really interesting. And it actually gave me some information that I use in mindful eating. For example, don't be fooled by expensive salts. All salt comes from the sea. All salt is sea salt. And the pink and gray and blue, they actually just are sea salt with contaminants which are dirt and algae to color them. So I learned a lot from that book. One of the most intriguing books I ever listened to that really deeply affected me was The Peony Pavilion, a book about a woman in China who becomes a hungry ghost, and it's about her life as a hungry ghost. And in Buddhism, the idea of a hungry ghost, someone whose desires are insatiable and who kind of haunts living beings, and can watch them but barely influence them at all. It really affected me because for the first time I got a feeling for hungry ghosts. At the monastery, we offer a small portion of our food, like 12 grains of rice, at every meal as an offering to anyone who might be hungry anywhere in the world. And it's a symbolic offering to what we call the hungry ghosts. 
people who are starving both physically and also starving spiritually. And that book, The Peony Pavilion, gave me a very visceral experience of what it might be to be a hungry ghost and depend on those little food offerings that people leave everywhere, outside shops and houses, for instance, in Thailand every day. The other thing I would say about audiobooks is I have found that when I listen to an audiobook, it is so vivid in my mind because the pictures are vivid. Somehow the spoken word makes much more vivid pictures in my mind, and the books affect me more deeply, and I remember them more clearly when I've listened to them than when I've read them. This is the Author is a production of Penguin Random House Audio. Thank you for listening.